Oh, this is... Oh, there it is. God. Welcome! Oh. Welcome to Best Boys, a film podcast. An amateur film study podcast for the average Joe, the buffest buff, and the cringiest binger. I'm your host, JP, and I'm joined by my brother, professional Hollywood videographer. Hollywood videographer? Uh, Corey McCavish. <laughs> I wanted to surprise you with it. Uh, I, yeah, I, it's weird hearing that out loud. It's, it's you, gotta sp- but, you, know, you gotta jazz it up. You gotta jazz it I up. Know. Yeah, so, I have a hard time flexing. Um... So if uh, if you haven't noticed the last few weeks, I've kind of struggled with the opener a little bit, or we've struggled with the opener. So I wanted to try to ground us in just in something um, that then hopefully once we get comfortable, we can get back to to making shit up and riffing on it. Um, <laughs> but Corey, what do we got on the docket today? Uh, today we are uh, talking about two. I would say. One is really good, and the other one is it's you're either gonna I think love or hate. But I feel like both of these it. movies are love or hate. Like uh, I, I mean, I because yeah. I love them both. I love them both, yeah. but I I think they're love or hates for different reasons. But yeah. but you know, but yeah. Well, the new movies are Killing of a Sacred Deer, um, and Titan. Is that how you pronounce it? Titan. Titan. Is it Titan? Titan. Titan. French. Oh, I um, I did not know going into this that it was French with English subtitles. I didn't know until we got there, like till I bought the ticket. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I you want didn't want to know anything, so I like going in blind anymore because I just I it's 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 nicer, it's easier. I don't get expectations up. So, before we get into that, um, do you have any any updates for us? Um. Mr. Globetrotter, have you been doing anything interesting? Uh, last week and this week coming up, I'm uh, I got hired. I'm at first day seeing on a documentary here in Pittsburgh about the homeless and opioid crisis. Um, Sick. Working working in partnership with uh, Light of Life, the homeless shelter, and uh, we did some interviews over at Mercy Hospital and stuff like that it's been it's been cool it's been sad but uh very interesting um that's seeing a side of pittsburgh that i you don't really see a lot um pittsburgh's not a very populated city so you don't really think about the homeless thing because it's not as in your face as uh you know like living in los angeles is where it's everywhere there's camps but yeah uh, that's true that's true it's and there's uh, i noticed there's there's a lot of like hidden um, camps in Pittsburgh. Like I used to think that like, P- Pittsburgh didn't have a lot of homeless people, and then mm-hmm. people would tell me about like the camps in the parks, in the cemeteries, or under bridges, or yeah, and they're like we massive. A, we went to a camp in Southside that I had no idea existed down by the tracks, and it was yeah, just like, oh, man, this was you. I wouldn't even know it was there. Uh, very well hidden, but it's um, that's how they all are. Know, it's, it's it's hard to shoot, but it's. Um, because it's one of those things where we have to like, when we're getting B-roll and stuff, we kind of just gotta like, you know, just shoot anon- like anonymously and hidden to try to get what we need because it's a lot harder to get something real if people know that we're shooting. Um, but but it's cool. I've been enjoying it. Um, this is our our I think uh, last week on on this doing interviews this week and I'm excited to see where it goes. Um. um but, oh. 
I wanted to ask you, this is completely unrelated. Last week for movie news, I wanted to bring up and forgot. And this is more just, I think it's kind of, it's like fan fiction casting, but the Mario movie got casted. Oh my God. Oh my God. It is. I just wanted to know your thoughts on it. This is not, this is barely worthy to grace, to grace the best boys. I said that's big news move. It is not, it is not, it is meme. It is only worthy for the meme of it. Um, uh, yeah, we we will not be doing the Mario movie on the podcast. I'm just gonna get that out of the way, rip that oh, bandaid off right now. But yeah, Chris Pratt has been cast as uh, the titular uh, character of Mario, <laughs> and uh, and uh, I know Danny DeVito is cast as Bowser. Joe uh, uh, Jack Black is Bowser. That's it. That's it. Not Danny DeVito. They wanted Danny DeVito. Jack Black is Bowser. And uh, um, Charlie Day is Luigi, and who's Seth yeah. Rogen? Toad. He's, he's Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Uh, See how wow. Michael Key is Toad. That, that tells you how much uh, I gave a shit about this. Um, yeah, I, I would say the one really good casting though, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. I think it's a good, it's a good one. I, think, I bet he's barely gonna even be in it. Do you think Cranky uh, Kong's gonna have a big role? And it's don't get snow dogged. Don't oh, get I'm, snow dogged. I, I, I'm preparing to get Jumanji. I'm like the new Jumanji, where they just uh, they're just people in other people's bodies. Um, I, it has to be that because it's like I, I can't see any of those guys trying to do like the actual. Character. I could see them doing it. They're, they could be they could be doing um, Lego Batman. That's yeah. what, that's what I heard. That was the the vibe that they were going for was the Lego Batman. So it was like comical you- and voices that don't really go with it. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, also a little bit like Son- the Sonic movie, but Sonic the the guy they casted was life. actually sounds like Sonic. Um, yeah. He actually makes a good Sonic. Um, yeah, John John Raffio. But I just thought the casting was so ridiculous. It's like you had to talk about it. Yes, yeah, it was worth mentioning it, for the memes. Absolutely. Um, so I just I don't know. It's either. Gonna I be probably am not going to see it. I'm probably not going to see it. Uh, maybe. Oh, Afterwards, maybe, but definitely not in theaters. No, I'm I'm gonna be there. (laughs) Me and a hundred (laughs) kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I'm just like over Chris Pratt, man. Um. uh, Oh, I am too. Everyone, I liked him so much in the Guardians, the first one and the second Mm -hmm. one too. And then it was just like, man, I just got tired of seeing him. And it's like, all right, I'm. I I think once you get like a certain level of popular and you're in everything for a certain amount of time, Mm -hmm. it's just like. You've kind of worn your welcome for a little while. You got cool. You need to cool off. He does, and he does a very similar character in every movie he's in. Um, that's very true. Um, but yeah, that's about that's about all I got to say on that. Yeah, that's it. That's my one piece of news I wanted to bring up. One piece. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I don't really have much. There's a lot of movies coming out. Um, our schedule is full through the rest of the year with new with new movies. Um, we're going to be pairing them with classics, uh, where we can, um, that it starts, you know, with, with, uh, what last week we didn't. So the last week was probably like probably the last episode of old movies for a while with just, with just old ones. Um, let's, do you think we should start with, with the, the new flick or the old or the older one? Um, I guess I mean they're they're two completely different, so I feel like you can just go either way. All right, let's start with I think we should start with Teton. Well, Teton. it's I kept calling it Titan and Titan, and now I feel so bad. 
<laughs> titan. Well, it's it's uh, French for titanium. That's what this yeah, title yeah. is. Uh, so that would be that would be understandable. Um, I don't know how to pronounce the last name of the director, uh, but it is directed by Julia uh, Ducourneau. That is my shot in the dark, my French shot in the dark. Uh, it can't. It was distributed by Neon. Are you familiar with Neon? This yeah, they, didn't they do Pig? Uh, yeah, I, I thought, I think so. They did Parasite. I know that. Um, they they're kind of they're very similar to A twenty four. Yeah, but, it seems uh, like they're trying to be the new. Now that A twenty four has gotten real big, these are the new small guys. Um, give a give me a little description, uh, a synopsis of Teton. Oh God! All right. Well, this I, the spoiler-free version is uh, a girl is in a car. A girl who's kind of being a little uh, a a bad kid is uh, gets in a car wreck with her dad and has to get a titanium plate put into her head. And then she just goes. They flash forward. She's an adult and she's like a car dancer. Um, and then she just starts like doing wild shit. And has sex with a car, and then you just kind of, which it, it, that's essentially that's like the tone for the first half. But then the second half of the movie just becomes a completely different thing, because um, she after she goes on a, a killing spree and then ends up in this uh, situation with this older man um, pretending to be his long lost son, and uh, and then it's just it becomes instead of a movie about a girl who had sex with a car and got pregnant. Is and then just becomes a movie about like a, a a father longing for just like his son or someone to be uh, his son figure. Um, I, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. But it is it I, is a weird ride. I would definitely characterize this as a movie within a movie. Um, yeah, there is a there is a Cronenberg, a weird body horror, crazy ass Cronenberg esque. Um, fucking freak show <laughs> and then uh coupled with you know serial killing and everything it's very hyper violent black movie black comedy i would say um not at first yeah, but it becomes fine. quite evident that it's a black comedy um and then and then it becomes about something else uh, I, a couple months few months ago i watched a documentary about this guy who was like a path in europe he's a pathological liar and he um there were, he would f look at missing persons things like about kids who've been missing for like decades and he would say that he's that kid and so that he can pray kind of prey upon that the family's grief of their lost kid and he um and like they would be in denial about it they wouldn't want to even challenge it just like this guy i think they had to be inspired by that story um mm. when they wrote that so like there's that inside and and it's funny because there's the like the the gender gender uh play aspect of this that is different um gender is definitely a big part of it with the um with our main character having to pose as uh, the son um she breaks her nose um she does a lot of fucking there's a lot of shocking hard to watch moments in this movie yeah i was like looking away i had my hat over half of my face and like one eyeing yeah <laughs> a couple the, the of scenes scene, um was mine the uh the, the what piercing. scene 
Uh, the nipple piercing. Oh piercings, yeah, but... that was hard. Yeah, there's a lot of shock in this movie. Yeah. Um, and I think it it, it uh was good was good, but then all of a sudden it gets less shocking and just more of a slice of life story it's a weird slice of life story but it's definitely like i could just see a movie about this where just like someone on the run or a down on life yeah. lies I, I and pretends like- to be somebody else and then like i think that that's what makes this so interesting and special is that it's like this could have just been this movie but you crank yeah, this and- shit up to 11 you, it, the kitchen sink is thrown not in terms of maybe budget but but like in, in like grand effects, but like the ideas are just like nothing. Nothing is on the cutting room floor. We it, we are doing this. This car is fucking this serial killer stripper, uh, and she's gonna live with this uh, steroid addicted uh, fire captain and a fire hall and pretend to be a boy, uh, her his son and a boy while she is pregnant with the car's baby. Yep. But but the thing about this movie is like you don't eat the whole car pregnancy thing ends up not being really like uh it's more of a motif than a narrative point of the film. I I feel like it's more of like a it came off at least that originally to me it's just like a red herring to get people in the seats, but the real movie is just about the the girl. Uh, I don't feel that way. I think it's more symbolic. Um and like, there's obviously with the threats, the 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 rape threats. You could, you know, you could easily have made this about um, a rape a baby, a product of rape. That's a product of rape, um, uh, or something like that. But this is very consensual. She was definitely, yeah, was she definitely consented to this this to uh, sexual relation with this vehicle. Um, yeah, it's just, and when, it was, it's just it's 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 wild. I don't like, know what to make of it. Once she starts murking people, like the car thing, just be- other than the fact that she's pregnant, but like the car thing just be- kind of goes away until like at towards the end of the movie where she fucks the fire truck out of nowhere. It just sent that to me was just it just felt very jarring. It just felt like a moment. It was like, hey, just don't forget this girl fucks cars. Uh, it's like uh, I think is some. It's got to be. I don't know what it's trying to say with it, but it's yeah. It's very evocative and it is very. I kind of really think it's interesting narrative wise um, to do that. And this movie's not painfully long. It's an hour and 44 minutes. Um, it, felt long, it felt longer than Killing of the Sacred Deer to me. Then uh, I, I thought I did. There was like a point in about two thirds of the way through where I wasn't mm-hmm. sure when it was going to end, like around when um, that kid, that firefighter kid blows up. Um, yeah. I was like, how, uh, how far are they going to go? And like, once it was figured out by the, the, uh, the guy's ex-wife, um, that she is a woman, I didn't know how much time was left and, uh, and how far they were going to go and, and where they were going to go. Like, were they going to, I was worried about a possible sexual relationship between the guy and the, mm. the, uh, the girl and, um, it's strange. It's a very. It's about. It's this movie's very much about a lonely man. Also, mm-hmm. um, a wild, wild, crazy woman uh, bonding uh, with a with a very lonely, sad man. Um, so to explain uh, the character, 
Um, what I'm looking up his name. I Vincent. Vincent. The so Vincent is a fire captain, and he's aging. He's probably in his, I would say, fifties, mid fifties at the very. Mm. I, I would say latest, like late fifties, early sixties. Yeah. Um, and he takes steroids because his strength is fading. Um, and to like kind of stem off the the loss of strength as as he gets old. Um, and it's, there's these hard scenes of watching him inject himself with, um, with steroids and there's bruises on his ass. You see his ass and like when you're not supposed to clench your muscles, when you inject something and that's why he's got those bruises, he intentionally um, seems to be clenching. Yeah. Well, he mentions later on in the film when he asks her to help him that like, when he twists, it makes his muscles, uh, like uh, his muscles clench and then uh, he bruises, but we did see his straight up like flex in his ass cheeks when yeah, he was doing he, like, one time. He was frog button as hard as he could. Yeah, <laughs> frog button. Um, I love the lighting in those scenes because it's so red. Oh, yeah. It's so mm-hmm. red. I was like, man, I didn't notice how fucking red this guy looks. Like he does. Yeah. Roids, and then he's about to do roids. It was oh my god! The lighting in this film is phenomenal, phenomenal. I would yeah, I would say that the the second half of the movie, like when when you get to Vincent and on, it just becomes a way more beautiful movie than the first half. It is so like the, I think it's the, I think it's beautiful in the beginning. The car show is really really slick looking. It was yeah, I thought it was cool as a oneer, but uh, I uh, I don't it it didn't really blow me away other than just being like that. Um, it, it, I just kept thinking of real steel of just how like that you have that stage lighting that's like moving around a bunch. Um, I really liked in the beginning sequence that like we, sh- they showed our main character um, walk into the place and then we lost her in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we're like watching some, an ass dance and legs yeah. dance. And it slowly oh, reveals that it was her at the end. Um, and I didn't like really figure it out until the performance was over. And I was like, wow, oh, that really? was so cool until, cause I didn't see the scars. Um, yeah. Yeah. She like, she dips in and out. Like you follow her jacket. Uh, she dips in and out for that whole, cause that opening scene is, is a one shot for those who I guess haven't seen it. Um, uh, meaning like it's just one continuous take. Yeah. Uh, and it is, uh, yeah, I was just tracking every time she'd fall in and out, in and out. And then once you got to like, we are actually like really holding on one of the, the, the car dancers, uh, then it was like, all right, this is her. And then you see the scar and stuff and just, um, it just makes sense. But I don't know that for some reason I just didn't, I, that scene didn't catch me nearly as much as like the like the the fire scene whenever he hands the dude the propane tank and he explodes like i thought the, like the, the way that they did the lighting on that scene where you have like the heavy moonlight through the fog on one side and the orange uh from all the flames together. and it's yeah nice blue like uh key light with the the red orange backlight i just thought it looked really pretty uh yeah i don't know i didn't have an issue at the beginning i i felt um i think it was trying to capture a vibe and like underground car Mm. show vibe um and like there's definitely something to there's definitely in the symbolism uh with something about like sex and the like the men need to stare at sexy women to hide the fact that they're getting horny over each other's cars like there's like a subconscious like sexual power in these vehicles um i don't know if it's masculinity or or what or it's kind of like how 
like a horse or something, you know, like um, the power. Well, they are muscle, muscle cars. Yeah, they're muscle cars. Um, the one that she's on has this really tacky flame. Uh, yeah. I like it. Like, it's so tacky. It's cool, you know, one of those things. It's like uh, they're not drawn on flames. It's straight up, like, photo photo realistic looking flames and it's really cheesy cool um and uh yeah and then after the the car show leaves she gets um a fan she has fans that she must be so good and one of them tries to rape her after and she kills him and that's what i'm starting to put together like she is way one way casual about murdering this guy but like good for her yeah. whatever like he tried to rape her and and then I'm like, whoa, she's really casual about disposing this body. Like I thought she was just gonna leave him here, and yeah, right. uh, uh, and uh, I was like, she's really like knows what she's already gonna do. And I saw I was already my wheels were turning. And then when we got to the you know her parents' house mm-hmm. and uh, they were the newscast and it was slowly revealing about murders. And then the gun like then they kept showing that missing boy and I'm like, where is this missing boy gonna come back? Like they keep showing the missing boy and it's not obvious where it's headed. Yeah. And um uh yeah, so then you figure it out that she's the murderer. And the sequence of her on the date with the other the other dancer and it sense to me at first. Like it still doesn't really, really. Uh, like, why? Because like she She's a serial like- killer. She's just, just a serial killer. She kills people for no reason. I, I just felt like there needed to be like the other one. I understood the reason, you know, the attempted rape, but this one was just like, they're about to have sex and then she goes too far. And then like that rejection is enough to just, no, rape. I think she was going to kill them already. I think she was going to yeah. kill her already. And it was about, um, like cause that they, in the scenes before they established that there is a serial killer and mm. a, you don't, you're not fully sure that it's her yet. But then you get to a point where you're like, oh, she is the serial killer. And then after she kills the one girl, she, you know, there's a roommate in the house and she has to, oh, I got to kill this roommate. And she finds out there's another roommate in the house and an, yeah, or like yeah. there's another person in the house, another person Wait, in the house. Those uh, deaths make sense to me, though. I, it just felt like this one, it just, they're needed. Like, she's a serial killer. They, they, that's what they established in the previous scene. Like, yeah, a serial killer I mean, does not need a motive. Serial. serial killer does not need a motive to kill somebody. If they just kill people, I feel like usually there's some form of trigger that like that sets it up for that first like to go, and then obviously after the first girl's dead, the rest of the ones make sense for witness purposes. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah, like that's I, what they were doing. In the previous yeah. scene, they established that she's a serial killer, which then a for and for that's explains why she just randomly murders her um, in the following scene. That's what it's supposed to be. Like I get, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that works as well. Uh, I didn't I have a like, problem with it at all. I didn't have an issue with it at all. Didn't even yeah. think about it. It's from the as soon as it happened, I just kept saying like, "This is." I feel like there's. I just took it as like maybe she just the like rejection of like the the pain thing because she wanted to bite off the nipple ring and that was just. Like, I just like how many serial killers like does Michael Myers need a reason to kill a random person? No, but that's uh, a slasher film. That's not. This is why like, does yeah, but you're putting it in a box like that. You right there, you, you because this movie doesn't fit in that box. It can't have a character that randomly kills somebody. I don't know. It just it just seemed it just seemed unmotivated. I guess like. like but do you understand that serial killer doesn't need to have a motivation other no, than no. Kill, other than their own drive to kill people? It's an addiction to murder. 
No, but I'm just saying, like, you so, like, you... so it's just like, I, why would somebody need to go buy drugs, or why would somebody want to eat? I they just want to kill somebody. That would be the same as eating, but uh, oh, like addiction. Uh, I'm addiction. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, when you introduce the character, you don't set her up as just murdering for no reason, like, because it's set up with the guy, like, killing the because it even looks well, like because it, it wants you to figure it out. It wants you uh, to to like your brain to work a little bit and figure yeah. it out. That's not spoon feeding it to you. I mean, I'm not doesn't need spoon fed, but I don't know. It's just that didn't work for me. That's I mean, it's, yeah, I highly yeah. heavily disagree. Um, all right. Um, so yeah, and I thought the serial killer scene was the, probably the best scene in the whole movie. Um, oh, it's a great scene, phenomenal scene. Once you get in, like, sure, just like killing everybody. Like the from that, the from the making out, the nipple biting, and all that from the very beginning. Like this is the best. This was the best scene in the whole movie. Um, I kind of thought there'd be more like this. Um, just with, uh, like it was not action, but like shit was happening. I'm like, wow, this is mm-hmm. moving fast. And the movie really slows down after this. Yeah. yeah that's um, for sure. I, I, um, that, I, I was to say like the deaths in that house scene though, were done super cool. Like the, I mean, it's cool, but it's death, but, um, the, the way she kills the dude with the chair and then just plops right onto the chair and sits on it. Like to like take a breather before realizing that there's other people in the house like i don't know i thought it was very creatively done uh i, I love this is what makes it so different is like how she's a like a she's a woman obviously and she's like slender and and but she just like overpowers people and and kicks ass mm-hmm. um and like there's like a scene where there's a man and she has like the man's overpowering her but she's able to just like weasel out of it and grabs a stool and just fucks him up um Mm. and uh i thought that there's definitely something there with like this like she's not uh i think that's what they established with the rape scene is that she is not somebody that is one to fuck with but two Mm. Uh, she could take care of herself uh, beyond that, like in terms of physically. She's can take. She's not afraid to take somebody larger than her on because she's murdered. She it's established mm. that she's murdered many people already. Yeah, I felt bad for that Jerome guy though. He was like trying to be like caring. It was like, all right, like what's going on or whatever. And, he did uh, invite her to her. I think that he invi- when he invited her to his bed. That was when it was like, whoa! Like he was trying to like use it to get into bed with her. Um, which oh, is I, took a, it as just, I thought he said that you can use my bed if you want as in like like you can sleep here if you need to but oh, I, I didn't I, take it as like a no I think he meant sleep. I think you can sleep like we can you can sleep with me I've been in situations like that where people did sh- do shit like that like not that it's like the not like that it's horrible horrible to offer mm. that but it is like you know there's a little I think there is an ulterior motive there um, so I was like, I didn't feel a hundred percent bad at that point, but I did feel, you know, he was not, he didn't deserve to die. <laughs> yeah. I read, yeah, I read it as him just being a nice guy. Like, here, you can take my room like, or whatever. And then she just stabs him in the, the I, fire poker. Yeah. I don't um, think, I don't think that's what that was, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, yeah, that I, I, whatever. That was cool. I liked it. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Cool. And then, uh, but moving after this, when she like starts going on to the like going on the lamb, um, and the tonal shift starts happening, uh, well, I guess before, right before the tonal shift, she's running through, uh, she gets in a cab, um, 
to like try to run away or whatever she gets towards the airport and there's like the police everywhere and then she sees the missing po the thing of the boy again um, oh and we also skipped she tries to she finds out that she's pregnant her her belly oh yeah her belly swells very quickly um and uh after that she has sex with the car and she tries to give herself an abortion with the same hair like what she was killing uh people with earlier was these hair um hair sticks like chopsticks that you like put in your hair yeah. um and uh long hair pins and uh and she tried to give herself an abortion with one of those and that was one of the hardest scenes to watch in the whole movie and you weren't even seeing it it was just mm. the fact that you were knowing that it was happening was incredibly incredibly hard sound. to watch yeah yeah um so so rough i would say from the point that she um she so after she 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 goes to, to the I, I thought she was at like a i thought she was at an airport but apparently she was that's you, what I thought. um or like a bus station or something that's what i assumed that that's where she was and then she went mm -hmm. to the bathroom broke her nose um cut her hair tried to disguise shaved off her eyebrows um and try to disguise herself and that's when she she see, she sees a thing and turns herself in and uh, or not turns herself in, but says that she's this lost kid. And the guy was just like, the cop was like, don't you want a DNA test? And, the, and then the Vincent um, was just like, no, you don't think I know my own son? And that's when the movie, I would say that's the point where the yeah. movie is changes. And now I becomes, um, it's very, it becomes a very slow, sl not slow. But I hate to use that word, no, yeah, but I, I thought it was slow. I'm not uh, in a bad way though. Not, it just becomes a slice of life film um very much a slice of life movie um about the story of them bonding and um and you see her, her body a lot there's so uh is so much nudity in this movie um pretty constant yeah. I, pretty yeah there's certain stuff that i think is like is justified nudity like the the even as far as like the the car sex scene where she's just wandering around that warehouse naked like and all of the pregnancy stuff where she's fully naked i i think that that is like it, it's it works with it but then some of the stuff i feel like is just it's but granted it's also a foreign film so it's different uh this is what i i, I mean like, you uh, i don't what other nudity what i mean there were, what other nudity was there besides everything you just described it was just that was a lot the of the movie. the movie the whole first half of the movie there's just it feels like constant sex scenes uh stuff and even um and it's like i it felt a little gratuitous at first but then the but the more like art Full stuff with the, where it was just like the her pregnant full body naked stuff I thought was just very interesting because you're just it's forcing you to just take a look at like the raw like anatomy of like pregnancy and and things like that and I thought yeah that I think that's fun. that's it's forcing you to it's forcing you well if we, you're gonna see beautiful naked bodies in the beginning uh, female bodies and then you are forced to see the the horror of pregnancy the body horror that is being pregnant um and i think that's what it's trying to do i don't i don't think it's gratuitous i think it's just a theme of the film and you and this is female directed this is it's not like it's um oh yeah, yeah. it's not a gaze issue or anything like that i don't no, think this no, no. this movie is not like sexualizing or uh, objectifying um unless it's unless in the beginning oh the only time it's objectifying is in the dancer scene where it's literally meant to um and then, uh, the, yeah, you see the beautiful dancers' bodies, and then eventually we see our main character's body morph 
um, into something else. And like, it's not mm -hmm. like all of that, all, all of that was because of this weird car, baby. Um, some of those things are just natural, um, parts of getting pregnant, yeah. just happening faster, um, than, than normal. There's definitely some fear of fear or just embracing the, the body horror experience that is being pregnant and having a child. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Yeah, definitely, definitely agree with that. The um, I because like as you're watching it, just like initial impressions, like because the first like, the first half hour of the film, like after the uh, the child car crash thing, is uh, it is just a lot of sex until the murder house, and then from there on, it becomes very less like sexual and becomes more of like what you were saying. And I think that uh, without like, once I got towards like the, the second half of the film and all that stuff, it did, it felt less like the beginning was gratuitous and more like purposeful, but like, yeah. Okay. I understand first, what you're saying. I get what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah. I think I misunderstood you. Yeah. Um, so it like made it so it's importance in the first half made sense. Yeah. Okay. I think I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got that. Cause I think the way I, I think I thought the, the beginning, the way that was shot was, was maybe that was the reason why it was shot a little more. Um, Cause it's, it's fairly graphic with, it does do the sex scene stuff like that. Like it's very rare. You get to see like the, um, like that intense of nipple play, I guess, uh, for lack of a better way to put and it. And there's a lot of like, we don't see, um, there's a lot of up close vaginas that are barely mm -hmm. covered through like sheer panties or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or like holes in them or something. It was yeah, like a, I, it was very flirting with the line of what you can show in terms of full frontal. Mm -hmm. um, I, I thought it was interesting. We don't see and we they purposely. I thought they were going to show Vincent's penis. When, uh, oh, I thought so too. On the one, and, they, and uh, I think it was one, purposeful. Yeah, there's the one scene specifically where. Um, where our our lead is uh, Alexia, who then goes by Adrian in the second half of the film. Uh, Adrian goes to help him when he asks him to help him with the, the steroid, and I, that was the shot I thought we were finally going to see it because you pull. We can see down, that hug. You see his old man V that he's got going. Yeah, he, and, dude's uh, cut for old man. And, but then he doesn't pull it down. But uh, it would obviously be weird if he pulls his dick out in front of his like pseudo son but i would actually if you wouldn't mind i'd like to talk about the whole I, kylie brought up a, a thing to me afterwards where do you think he knew that that wasn't his son the whole time but just really wanted it to be so or do you think he uh, so once we get to about two-thirds in i think the movie starts to posit that because people start challenging him and he's just straight up like i don't care if you aren't my son and i think there's a point in the film he's already accepted that um, and he just says, I don't care if you aren't my son, I'm going to love you anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, 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 why I bring it up is because Kylie brought up the, when they're doing the fire training scene and he has the vision of the burning child inside the cabinet. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, Kylie brought up that, uh, what if that is a memory of his son where their house burned down and he couldn't, he didn't check there and he knows his son is actually dead, but is just put missing. And so that this whole time is just a fantasy to fill him. I, I think I think it could be something like that. Um, maybe maybe not every all those details, but in a vaguer sense yeah, uh, yeah. that he that he's he's filling the void 
for how this the guilt that he has for losing this kid and he's lonely yeah. he wants to take care of somebody but it's also very evident that he needs taking care of himself and even mm-hmm. in, when his ex-wife comes and find and figures it out she's like i'm not gonna say anything if you you know promise to take care of him mm-hmm. um there's very much this mutual i know that's honestly why um alexia doesn't leave is she's gonna she's trying to leave for a while and she finds out how pathetic and how you know how pathetic he is and how mm-hmm. much help he needs and how he shouldn't be left alone and that is ultimately what makes her stay um he at one point he overdoses on steroids tries to kill himself um and uh and she's there i don't she doesn't really like stop it but she's just observing oh, and making she, sure she doesn't yeah. he doesn't die she holds- uh, she holds them on her la- like uh, in the bathroom, like la- like sitting together. But it's wild to me just because like she kills her parents and burns their house down, and has zero empathy for it. But like this man in his situation, I thought that was enough. interesting too. I want I I there's there's something there that why I um and maybe it's something speaking about human condition of there are people in this world that have no like feelings for their own family like they have disconnect and they have, they feel nothing for their own family but they um uh will you know be very passionate about others like strangers or like uh you know caring for for strangers and um maybe it's something about that or she's learning or is her character is developing also developing empathy maybe um throughout uh, she's also experiencing you know pregnancy which is an emotional experience um, so maybe there's something there. The, the, the old man very much feels like a baby at points. Um, mm-hmm. But also, like, yeah, there's very much this dichotomy of, like, man and son, mother and daughter, mother and son, um, like, father and son, daughter, mother and son. But also the mother is a, when you're the mother is a son at the same time. Like, um it's there's some there's something in there with all that with the familial mm. relationships and how maybe in like you don't need to be blood related to to have be family um yeah there's probably something in there about that um i, I really en- enjoyed the slice of life it just i had to like reorgan like re um reconfigure my ex- expectations one because yeah. the beginning was like i was like action action murder murder more scenes with shit happening and then it just like once she got settled it's it became about something else and i just wasn't prepared for that um thank you for the yeah, follow shield pater i i i had a hard time wrestling with that and i'm i'm i, I saw it yesterday like morning like the earliest show because i knew it was going to be something i wanted to stew on um and the longer it sat with me, I've liked it more. But my initial, like, first coming out of the theater was just like, you went from something that that was like, I was into, like, from the murder house and everything. It's like this is this is exactly what I thought this movie was gonna be, and then it just becomes it puts the car thing, other like the, it keeps pregnancy there, but mostly has something to hide, and then the side effects. But it puts the car thing onto a side, complete side, and it just like really hits the brakes. Um, but like, I liked, I liked this and I liked this more, I think, than the first half, uh, after sitting on it for a bit. And I almost feel like you could, like, you could have gotten away with the whole car thing, but kept it be the same plot and it would, it would work just as well. And I, I almost kind of feel like it's, 
unless I'm missing like a big, um, you know, metaphor or symbolism for it, which I probably am. Um, it just feel it felt like like the weirdness was propping it up to get you into the theater, and then once that you you got your taste of what you wanted, this is what this movie is really about. And I kind of no, wish it I don't think uh, yeah, that's that's a way that's a cynical way to look at it. I don't think this person. This isn't like a movie. This isn't no, a, ma- a ma- this isn't a mass media movie. This isn't. In- it's not really intended to sell popcorn. It's an art piece. No, like, no. I mean it more like this the, is an um, art festival movie. It's like a sub- subverting of expectations. Yeah, getting, yeah. Like, yes. Because when you hear the synopsis, you're thinking, oh, B movie, fucking like not actual B movie, but like B movie style plot where this is gonna just be how the first half of the movie is, where it's, I'm just expecting ridiculousness. And I, I, I like, I kind of wish the movie was more of the second half of the movie. Uh, I, think I think that's what makes thing. it special. I think what you're describing, I don't, cause I don't think it was a marketing. Cause like sometimes with a 24 no, no, movie, like no, the green Knight, well, where people into, like, they think that the green Knight is going to be like Lord of the Rings or, or something. And they find out that it is a slow burn, um, yeah. th- you know, slow burn flick. And, yeah, and I, I this, I, I like, no, I, I I think the movie itself, it, itself, not the synopsis, not the poster or the, like the poster is about the car. The synopsis is the first line is about the car. Cause that does set up the film. Um, but, um, I, I agree that it is like, it is meant to subvert, Like you're getting an, a, a more exciting or not exciting. Yeah. A more exciting film. Not that a film has to be uh, like a not exciting film can't be good. It's just, it's, it's, and it has a lot of energy. It's, it's raw. It's gritty. Um, and, uh, it's moving at a, at a pace. Things are happening. And then all of the, like you said, all of a sudden, um, she settles into this new life and it's like the new life is like a new movie. Yeah. And yeah, that I mean, is really special. I like it's like Lost Highway, you know. Like this kind of made me think about Lost Highway with the movie within the movie thing. That is much more. It's like it's tied closely together um, with this, and it's like an obvious alternative, like this fantasy on top of this guy's reality. Whereas this is one one reality, you know, one movie. Mm-hmm. But the the style of the film is so contained, and it's not like because you have movies that are multi genre, and it's just multi genre like things are happening throughout. It's a it's horror, it's comedy, it's action, it's drama, or it's a thriller. Um, this is like segmented. It starts out as a like a like I said a Cronenberg movie, then it becomes a slice of like a slice of life film that kind of reminded me of like. Amelie, I think Amelie is in this movie's DNA, and I don't, and it's not just because of the French, but uh, the French, uh, the both being French, but the opening sequence is very much like Amelie's opening, um, with like they show her as a little girl and growing up and why her life, why she's weird. Well, this is why I'm quirky, uh, you know, uh, except yeah. for it's darker, um, yeah, and it's quicker. Uh, it's, quicker. Just- it's quicker, but I, I, I reminded me of that. Um, and then, you know, now we're, the movie's about the grown up, the grown up, uh, uh, little girl who's quirky, who's quirky and crazy. Um, it's like a, not, and it's like, and I think it was an interesting play on the manic pixie dream girl almost. 
Um, because Amelie is always considered the like the stere one of the stereotypical ones, like Ramona Flowers, Amelie, um, stereotypical manic pixie dream girls, and um, this is like flips that on its head. Like this is like a manic pixie pixie dream girl, but she, well, she's not your dream girl. She's a fucking manic pixie nightmare, and <laughs> I think that there's a subversion there. Um, th- this is uh extremely. I think it's extremely creative. Um, whether it works for you um, as entertainment, I think is very subjective. Um, I could see people being upset about the subversion of what gets set up in the first act and like having expectations are a bitch. Like expectations yeah. will really, um, if you have your mind set one way and you get something different and just, and even though it's good, you're not going to register it as good because it wasn't what you thought it was. Not That's you. I go into these movies blind it's uh, because of that. Like the exact thing. I don't want a pre, um, pre, uh, what's the word? Uh, conception. I don't Yeah. I don't want a preconception of, of, I, I want to say deposition for some reason, but I don't think that's the right no, word. No, I don't think so. It's a word. But it's, I don't think it's the right one. I, yeah, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to have an idea in my head of just like, uh, of what it was going to be because I feel like that is an, a huge issue. Like you were saying of, of modern stuff, everybody wants to know exactly what they're getting into ahead of time. People are afraid to just break out and just try something new and just go um, for the ride. I think film yeah. is very much, a, uh, and I've learned this even more than just since we've been doing this, uh, I had to do this for the green. I did this for the green night and I enjoyed it so much more by doing this. Um, yeah, it, I think I've done the last like six movies we've done just completely blind and I, it's great. I have no like, I'm just enjoying this journey and I'm not in a rush to get to the end or like, when's the end coming? When's the end coming? And sometimes that's going to happen naturally if the movie's not pacing well or whatever, but I don't know. Um, but, um, but what I wanted to say was about the, I think, I think it's just that I like the second half of this so much more. It just made me want more of, of her character development, like her more backstory, what got her into like, her thing and just she, she's a mute almost the entire second half of the movie she's a mute and i just want to hear more of what's going on inside her head and all that stuff and and rather than like while murder house is cool and the serial killer aspect of it's cool and the car fucking is cool i want to know why you know i want to know what's going through her head uh the second half of the movie made me want that like leaving the theater well and the, and the, think, she's a she's a very closed off person even before yeah even before she comes mute She's obviously very closed off from her family. She's closed off from people she works with. She doesn't seem to have... She's even has problems in- with intimacy. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think that that's a part of her character development for her is opening up and having empathy. Learning empathy, uh, I think, is a big part for her character. Um, I-, I-, I think... Yeah, that's what I-, I-, I... Just back what I was saying about how creative this movie is... I, I think when I initially walked out, the, my, I think the only thing, I don't have anything to dock it because it's just, it's it's experience. And it might not be your preferred experience. And I think that's a valid feeling to walk away from it. Um, but this is a really, really creative film in the medium in terms of its, its themes, its genres, its perspective. Um, mm. uh, I like, like I thought it was put together really well. 
Um, the, uh, the only thing, the only thing I had to say negative wasn't about anything in particular. Just, I didn't really walk away with any kind of emotional, um, feeling. I didn't really have it. Like, uh, my favorite movies on this list, I usually have some kind of emotional impact. Um, mm -hmm. I feel something, whether I cry or I feel joy or I, um, excitement. Um, or just stick in your brain for days. Uh, uh, this movie I could see sticking in my brain. It already has. So maybe that's, maybe that's what, but, um, maybe that's what it, that's enough, you know, but I had a very, I didn't like feel like I was resonating emotionally with, with it. I was just interested in its themes and, um, and I was very impressed by its creativity and, and I really, I enjoyed it. Um, I I felt like I could I could see somebody giving this a five. I could see somebody, um, like even that liked it, like giving it from anywhere from a three and a half to a five. Um, that 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 did that actually walked away and like thought understood that it was a good movie, but maybe not at various levels of of resonation. Yeah. So Kylie said like she understands it's like a good art film. But she hated this. Uh, she left. We left the theater and she was. Like, did not like this movie at all and i understand i totally understand it um and i my initial walk away was i was like man i didn't like the pacing uh because of that like because of the tonal shift it i feel like it came on too abrupt and then it lasted i felt like the second half while i enjoy i now looking back and i enjoyed it more than the first half it felt the second half felt long um like right before the the around the dancing on the fire truck scene is about when I was like I this feels long for an hour and forty eight minutes. Um, I I, I, but, I by that point I was like there's can't be very much left like she's gonna have this baby and like that yeah. sequence was a little longer than I thought it was gonna be. Um, but uh, there was a point where I was like it, it felt I thought it was gonna be ending soon and there was this it, there was mm -hmm. like the, the the dancing scene was honestly the extra scene that I like if, like that was what made it like yeah. I start to notice that I thought it was gonna end soon and it wasn't because um, right after right after the dancing scene she you have her she fucks the fire truck uh, that night that's it's really which, quick it's, that's not yeah, very I, long. I, I didn't understand. I and forgive me for this, but I didn't understand why that happened again. Like, I, I Kylie said that sometimes uh, you're supposed to have sex to help get a baby delivery going quicker. Oh, uh, that's probably what it is. Yeah. I guarantee that's what that, it is. I've heard of that too. That makes sense. That, that makes yeah, that made sense. sense. I, when I was watching, just like, and she just wanted just to fuck. She just wanted to fuck uh, another vehicle, I guess. Well, maybe maybe because she thought she had to fuck a vehicle because the vehicle the baby is a is a car baby um yeah i i don't i still don't know how i want to score it i i think i initially i think i initially gave it a, a four and a half and then i thought that that like i didn't have like like i said the emotional impact that would come with a film of that caliber for me um but does it need to and is it just because you know am is it because i'm a, a man is it because i'm um, or is it just like what, or American no. or no, I'm yeah, like, there's just, a, there's just reasons why you might not connect with something that other people yeah. would. Um, and it doesn't mean that it's not good. It's not good or not great mm -hmm. or not even perfect. Um, I don't know. I still don't know why I want to score it. How are you going to score it? That might help uh, me. When I walked out of the theater, I was like, 
This is a two and a half. Oh That's my weird. God. Hold oh on, hold my on. God. Hold I know, on. I know, I, said, I know. It's hard. Like, this is a this is a two and a half whose weirdness has propped it up to a three for me. But after letting it stew for a day and like talking about it and stuff, I'm more in like a three and a half. I'm I liked it, but I, I have I have some problems with it. I I I, I still feel like the, the car thing, I just it does I don't get it. And I feel like this movie could have been just as good without it, and I would have been less like like I think the car. Point of it is. I think the car. Um, th- like, so you got to ask yourself. And with art, does this add or take it away? Because in like in the when the in the sense of less is more, more is more, whatever is yeah. more. Does this I, add to the piece? Does this make the piece more special, or I, or no, or, I, or gimmicky or whatever? I don't know. I, I feel like it's it's like a weird thing to like just to set the tone of just like how weird and wild the first half is but the based on the second half they could have just been hurt pregnant from anything i don't think movie this movie i don't think this movie would have been as spe- would be as special without it i genuinely think that because that shit is what gets people talking about it and then you, yeah. you start to reflect you know it could have been. It didn't have to be a car. It could have been a monster. It could have been yeah. like a creature. Um, it could have been. You know, she could have been having some kind of baby that was a hybrid of something else, um, some other inanimate object. Um, I guess, but did it? But did the, it need to be the, the themes I think are related. The vehicles, the car show, the dancing, um, the flames. The fu- yeah, the flames of the car, the firefighting. There is definitely t- connective tissue here with the vehicle itself. I don't understand it all fully, but I think I can, in my yeah, personal right. opinion, those. I think the opening um, sets the tone and the, the style um, of the film. Uh, and I think that one it's about the metal plate in her head that's like and that's her affinity with the, the thing made of metal she's like partially made of metal and her baby is as a metal skull uh, skull and spine so like there's that are protruding from its skin yeah like um so there's something there with you know she's part metal the sex with a mm-hmm. vehicle that is all metal and makes a metal baby a half like uh um uh uh I don't know what the uh, the proper word would be, but like um, a baby that is part human and part vehicle. Um, yeah, a cyborg baby. Uh, I'm. Uh, I think it's cool. Terminator baby. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's cool. I think the only thing that's stopping oh, I think me. Cool. I think the only I, thing that's just... stopping me from giving it a super high score is, like I said, um, like four and a half and up is the, like I didn't feel a lot from it annette made me feel a lot annette was batshit crazy annette was batshit crazy and long but i felt a lot from it someone who hates musicals i think i this made me like annette more just for the fact that it was just it was it it was cohesive it was more cohesive i think but annette felt i don't i like that i feel long i feel long but uh, this isn't meant to feel like uh it's meant to feel jarring but in a but in a uh, in a way that works like this is meant to do that well, the expectations yeah. are supposed to be getting fucked with and it's just like how do you feel about that like the, so the how do you feel about the creator fucking with you uh, yeah. to that degree and I think some people walk away when that happens they get 
mad mad and not, not you but like we said green knight you look at reviews for the green knight and you will exactly understand what we're talking about I was a good movie too I, I was, it's just it's, 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 it's just people it. it's just it's just expectations and subjective yeah. taste and um i don't like and maybe if those people uh came into it understanding what it was going to be that in the just you know the way that we would maybe they would like it or maybe it's just not their thing it's not a marvel movie it's not a star wars movie or whatever it's not lord of the rings and that doesn't mean and that's the other thing i'm gonna say this because i know i dog on normie shit a lot on this show it is okay to only like marvel shit or mainstream shit or whatever um this show is about personal growth and, and exploration of a, a wide, wide world of the medium and learning for our own creation and art um, and just, you know, experience this. Um, but uh, it's okay to, to, not, to watch Marvel shit. It's okay to like Disney or some corporate stuff. Um, but I just say ch- challenge yourself. That's all. Yeah, for sure. Because like that stuff, like if it was bad, it wouldn't be popular super with popular. the entire world. You know, it's it's good. It, it like it, it, it it's just good in its own way. It's these are just just like these are good and for a different way. Anybody who wants to like, uh, it'd be like a music file who's listening to very like more obscure stuff because they have more of appreciation for the craft and the art form and stuff like that. It's a different kind of appreciation and love for it. Oh, I mean, there's just um, there's 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 pop mainstream pop that is artful and good mm. there's mainstream pop that is basic and still good and then there are is mainstream pop that is po- super super popular just for some like weird um low common denominator reason but mm. popularity is still something you know i think that this song sucks but everyone loves it and it's stuck in my head so what does that mm. say you know what does that say about that song? Um, you know that's the you know that's the what you deal with with consuming media media and the modern age. But all right, we need, we need to move on. Yes, uh, I'm giving this a three and a half. I'm giving it a four. I was gonna give it a four and a half, and uh, just in this conversation, I think that I think that I will only be doing that just based off of seeing how other people reacted to it. Um, I'm seeing a, and as far as the people that I follow on uh, on the thing, I'm not gonna read off scores like we did in the old days. But uh, before we move on, I just remember seeing a lot of like fives. Oh no, I only saw one score. Carson Runquist gave it a five. Um, and uh, I think it's got an eighty percent uh, or an eighty-five on Rotten Tomato with an eighty-four audience. Score, I don't fuck with really Rotten good. Tomatoes. I don't fuck with Rotten Tomatoes. I I just like looking at the audience score because I'm very curious as to where the audience lies versus like a bunch. Uh, of yeah, I don't like. I think the audience score on there is is not. I think it, I guess it's more, um, because that's your average Joe score. It just gets a lot of. There's a lot of bombing and and effects. Uh, like it's affected mm-hmm. by a lot of that being a normie yeah. aggregator. Letterbox has it at a three point eight. Um, most people gave it a four out of five, four out of five. Um, so I, I feel justified there. You said you gave it a three and a half. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm sitting there. All right. All right. Let's move on. All right. This is a movie I've been waiting to watch for a long time. Yeah. You've been asking to watch this. Um, and you know what? It, It 
it met it exactly up? what I it lived up I to was worried because it is not and this is a movie that you could have expectations of even if you saw Yorgos Lanthimos's other film The Lobster first. the only thing I saw was The Lobster and I didn't know <laughs> what at all what this movie is about you told me what this movie was about a while ago but I forgot and just didn't look it up and I just knew that it's the same guy as The Lobster and it's Colin Farrell again and I'm ready and I loved it this was great so uh, the best way um oh i forgot to mention about titan it was the winner of the palm d'or um and the most recent can which is oh, um, oh it won at, at con? It won yeah it won the palm d'or at con um wow. which i just it reminded because killing a sacred deer was selected to compete for the palm d'or um and but it did not win yeah, people were going nuts. There was a picture of Spike Lee hugging the director. I wanted to actually, we fucked up. I, I'm glad we you got to watch Killing of the Sacred Deer because you wanted to. But I honestly forgot that um, Julia uh, Decornal, uh, she has other good films. Raw from 2016 is supposed to be really good. And I think um, the actress who played... Um, the uh, the girl The first girl got murdered, the other dancer. She's, I think, the lead in that movie. But sorry. Interesting. Yeah. But uh this movie is a lot different than The Lobster. It's the it's got the same deadpan dialogue style. Uh the dialogue style it. is identical. Um obviously so Colin Farrell being there is the you know the 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 connective the tissue, the through line. Yeah, I feel like I'm trying I'm saying the same words today. Um but it's a much, much darker and even though, and it is funny at times, you will laugh a few times in this movie. It is much drier and like um, slower uh, than that. It's it's very much ruminating, ruminates on these decisions and the current situation that this family is in. Um, so yeah, stars Colin Farrell, uh, Nicole Kidman, uh, Barry Keoghan, um, Raffi Cassidy, uh, Sonny Suljic, and Alicia Silverstone. Um, so I wanted to, didn't know if you noticed have you, the the little kid Bob. He is from mid nineties. Yeah, it's from mid nineties. Yeah, I think he's also in another. Uh, he's also in a, another A twenty four movie. I think also. I wonder what he's up to. He's got it's it's a good few years ago. It says he's sixteen now. Wow. Um, he he's, was in the house with the clock on its walls. No, these are the. He, me, but I don't know what it was. But yeah, these never mind. These are the only two movies he was in. Oh no, I know what he was. He was the. He is the voice of motion capture for the the son from God of War, the new God of War. Oh no way! Uh huh. He's from Boy. He's the boy in Boy. Yeah, yeah he's Boy Boy. Ah, uh, Boy Two. I can't wait next year. Not uh, the movie Boy. No, no, uh, the video game. Boy. Um. This is my first. This is the movie that was my first introduction to Barry Keoghan, um, which you know I raved about his performance in The Green Knight. Uh, steals the show. Colin Farrell's awesome, but Barry Keoghan, who plays Martin, is just a weird motherfucker. Yeah, this movie I thought did such a good. Even though it is very slow, it did such a great job of just making me uncomfortable and settling, but also just wanting more. The entire movie, I just like can't. I was like, I can't wait to find out. Like, it's gotta be like, it's so interesting. And then you don't really even get an explanation for things at the end. But I was satisfied with it at the same time. Um, 
it's just so weird that th- th- this kid is he does a phenomenal job because the whole time you're just kind of thinking like oh is he like like special of some kind or is he just going you know he went through trauma from his losing his dad or whatever but then he, he's just a maniacal bastard and it's he does it so good so i think the one thing to, that you need to know about this movie that is um it might not add up for you uh, without this is that this is a a modern interpretation of a uh, ancient myth um and uh that's hence the title the killing of a sacred deer did you know that i did not know that but that wow so you really enjoyed it despite that because for me yeah. i was like this is so abstract like everything happening is very it gets it's it's reality but it's an abstract story and once you think mm-hmm. about it it makes sense like why like why um i think the story is like um a man uh hunts a deer that was like um that was uh like the a deer of the gods like the game of the of the gods or something and they um and they get punished for it essentially um by killing their family someone for, they have to kill someone from their family or they all die or something like that well, that makes a lot more sense of because my biggest question after this movie was to, I still don't understand why Nicole Kidman was kissing Martin's feet. Uh, that's yeah, because he's supposed to be a god. Yeah, he's supposed to be a god. That's what Kylie said too, and I was just like, man, I, I thought it would be a little more than that, but that I mean that makes sense. I think that, that yeah, I think without knowing that it's like you say, well, if you I didn't tell you that, and then that wouldn't that would be like a little strange and. Why did they do that? Or unlike she, like you can put like that together, but but without knowing it's explicitly is, it's based yeah. on the Greek tragedy uh, Iphigenia at at Iulis by Euripides. Gotcha. Yeah, Kylie said the god thing, and I was like, ah, I just took it as her like maybe trying to like grovel, suck up to like maybe like change his mind or something. I, yeah, and I think uh, that's why it can still work in the literal. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's slow. Uh, everyone in the cast is excellent. Even the kids, uh, both children mm. are great. The daughter is excellent. Um, uh, she was so frustrating though. <laughs> uh, um, in the middle part of the movie, uh, she was so frustrating. Like, what do you mean? Like, uh, she's falling in love with Martin, and then she cl- apparently she gives it away that she like knows martin's plan and she's like all for it still and it's cool because she's like well it's okay bob's gonna get killed not me and i'm just like how are you okay with this this dude is insane yeah she's definitely like i think martin's like convinced her that this is just um that this has to happen for what her dad did um it's revealed it isn't revealed right away it's about a third of the way through the movie almost halfway that um that Colin Farrell's character Stephen um, was drinking uh, while he performed open heart, uh, though he performed surgery on Martin's dad, um, and it's not explicit. I, I don't. Uh, it's not like fully explicit if that was the cause or not. Um, but it's Martin seems convinced with in if, with his supernatural power. Um, yeah. The weird, honestly, the weirdest scene is when he wants to get Colin Farrell to fuck his mom. Who's played yeah. by Alicia Silverstone of uh, Batman and Robin fame? Oh wow, she looks so different. She, I didn't even realize she, yeah, she got older. Uh, not even just from older, she just looked like I didn't even realize that was the same person. And clueless. Wow, that is wow. That's a good movie, but did not yeah did not realize that. But um, 
the um what were you gonna say before uh clueless um i would ju- i don't know i was it was your turn to talk about uh oh. something oh but that scene was super weird though with the the whole like here you know we'll watch this movie i'm getting tired i'll go to bed i'll leave you two and then like throughout the rest of the movie from that point on this whole theme of just doctor's hands being so nice and beautiful uh keeps coming up and 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 she just starts like kissing his hands uh and and it is it, just it, one of the things where like is this going to be one of those movies where colin farrell is just like gonna be like that guy or what but he's just like nope i'm out dips um but i was gonna say the weirdest scene for me was the nicole kidman jerking off his colleague her husband's colleague it's uh, very i thought that was honestly that was the only thing that was felt forced to me um it yeah. didn't feel like necessary and it didn't like why would this guy just take a hand job well she says right before it happens she has the line that's like I'll give, hey, you I'll give you this what you didn't get, get. At, at, at lunch and yeah. like i thought that and like what was he referring to like from his wife what you did get from your wife i took um, it as we didn't get her like they, what do they have a secret like a thing going on, on the no side? no there was a con- they had a scene earlier in the movie where they all had lunch at his house yeah and uh, the wife was there they're referring to i think not getting it from his wife mm. i think there's a line uh, somewhere in that scene about something like that that's like beating her like joking beating around the bush yeah um but yeah that one was very uh weird but it 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 also was it it made the of who was that really at fault for the thing kind of go back up in the air because earlier in the movie he's like uh she's like is it was it your fault and he's like no it's never the surgeon's fault it's uh, only the uh, and it's, yeah the uh, anesthesiologist um and, and that's what that he, guy was yeah and then he's getting jerked off and he's like no anesthesiologists can never make a mistake it's only the surgeons who kill people uh, so it's like that blame shift, but um, I, I would say it's probably the surgeon, especially if they're drinking. It's probably because they're in the lead. I, I think, think it's pretty. It seems the divine <laughs> have decided that it was yeah. it was his fault. Um, yeah, it's like a there's like not a lot. Well, the, the say I mean I guess we didn't really fully explain. So Martin, um, for revenge for his father being murdered, um, they, they've been seeing each other, um, slowly, him and Colin Farrell's character, um, and I guess it's been increasing, um, but it gets to a point where he puts a curse, basically, on his family, and says that one by one, each of them are gonna have these, uh, symptoms, he just straight up exposition dumps, and it's pretty cool, it's pretty funny, actually, I like the way it was done. Yeah, and he delivers it so quick and Yeah, it's too. really fast, he's like, there it is, just got it all out there. Um, yeah. and he explains like the symptoms, like first stage, they can't walk, then they won't eat, then they, their eyes bleed. And once their eyes bleed, they don't have much time. Um, and it takes, a it doesn't happen. Like first Bob happens and then the daughter happens and then the wife doesn't ver- happen until the movie's over. Um, which I thought was strange. Um, or, like almost over. Like yeah, she can I, walk and she doesn't have any of the symptoms until yeah, I didn't think- I didn't the, think she got any symptoms at all. Till they cut to the end, uh, I thought. Um, cuz like don't they show the them don't they show them uh all bleeding from uh or no, they they kill Bob. Yeah, yeah, they just have she was like I'll put on that black that nice black dress you like and then they're all sitting uh in a circle on the couches with bags over their heads. Um, do, do you think that she knew that Bob was going to get killed? The daughter knew because Martin told her with his divine power. 
that it was going to be Bob. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it was because uh, it was he just spun in a circle. So it's I th- like so you're dizzy and disoriented. I think it was random. Um, or at least I guess maybe it's intended to feel random for Colin Farrell, so he doesn't feel bad for picking a favorite. But I mean, maybe it, it could. Now knowing that that's, if you wouldn't have told me that he's supposed to be like this god thing, I wouldn't have that now. Um, not knowing that, that that might make more sense of why the daughter was more confident. Yeah, it's her being in love with the love with him and everything. Um, man, the daughter was so creepy and like, just so like confident, um, but like willing to sacrifice herself for the family at the, after the one scene. And like, once they can't walk, they are walking on their, their arms and dragging their legs and they're getting all bloodied up. It's fucking hard, uh, hard to watch. Um, the, it's, it's interesting though, that the, uh, that the scene where she gets up and walks over to the window to look for Martin makes a lot more sense now too, because it was, I just took it as like, cause Bob at first he was able to like walk over, like randomly. And then he like collapsed again, um, a second time. So I figured that was just her, but that makes sense. Cause she keeps saying like, uh, at the end of the movie, when she's in the basement, she's like, here, just do that, do it again. I'll, you know, so I can get up and help you get out and shit yeah and she starts throwing like tennis balls at him yeah um and like that makes way more sense i just thought it was like a poison and he just had like he knew what it was and what antidote or something but it uh it was it worked so well that whole basement scene which i love that that was like a not overly done like art department that look that looked like like i've i've been in a friend's basement it looked like that I was thinking about too. I mean, it's definitely a like a rich person's house, but it was like an older, older, fancy house. Um, I also thought the same thing. I was like, I've been in a basement that looks like this. Yeah, like Johnny Gillette's basement was like that. Like where it was just kind of like finished enough, and there's a pool table in there or whatever. But it's not like fancy, you know. It's just, it's just a basement. It's good enough that you could put furniture and like have. And you hang out. You could have. You can have people hang out down there, like your kids' friends. Um. Uh, but yeah, yeah that the, the, that's really the fact that you really enjoy. You thought that it worked without that because I was about halfway through, and I think I started not halfway, not this time. This is the second time I watched it, but the first time I remember being like halfway, three fourths of the way through, and I ended up wikiing it, and I saw that, I'm like, oh my god, that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. And then the whole movie just made uh made sense in hindsight. Um, yeah, no, I think I I, I think I liked it even more this time. Um. Yeah, I think because uh, the first time I like gave it a four the first time, um, and but like knowing I don't know it's it's uh, both of these movies have me thinking about pacing, and mm. what what it is about a movie that like that about like that hour and a half mark of a two hour movie where you start looking at the clock and and thinking about how many scenes are left versus when mm. you watch a television show and you're binging it you're watching maybe. F- three, four, five episodes in one sitting. And the pacing of those television shows keeps you going. Me and Riss have been watching Hannibal. Um, I've been very, very into it. It's not like this is the deepest, best show ever, but I think it's very entertaining, and I think it does what it's uh, set out to do. It's a Brian Fuller show. He's done Pushing Daisies, which also is really good. Um, and I just think about that because it's very cinematic inspired from the films and everything. Uh, but, you know, 
I think what there's a lot of the more modern films, I think, especially with a, like a slow burn film, First Reformed is another one um, that remind like this, where it is super slow, but everything happening is so interesting and fascinating yes. that you were just like sitting on the edge of your seat. I need more of this story. This story is so good. I need to know more of it now. Um, and I will yeah. watch you. I will watch a scene with no dialogue in it or whatever. Like, I am ready. Mm. And I think that that's that's inter- That's and I don't know the. I know it's probably TV, like inf- prestige TV is influenced by film and and whatever. But I don't. I don't know. It's probably something that transcends both mediums. Is just narrative. Something about well paced narratives. Uh, mm. But uh, I was thinking about that. What makes that happen easier? Even in like, I think it, this television show is an inferior piece of art, but it's keeping me interested for a much longer time than um, some films. So with that is uh, when you're writing for television versus writing for film, it's you're you're writing differently. So it's like you have like for a film, it's like all right, I've got X amount of time to get the whole story in. Versus with a TV show, and especially if you know you've got multiple seasons after. It's you, you learn to more like learn, like do drip feed writing and do like the micro cliffhanger style of writing where there's always something that has you on like hanging on because of just some information or some development with a character or a new situation down the line that could happen or may happen. Um, and I think they like t- modern TV has gotten so good at the, at the bait and the hook with it. Um, and it's a whole lot harder for a single thing because most of the TV shows that you and I watch are an hour. Uh, at, yeah, forty-five at, minutes. Yeah, or the you'll get the occasional like premiere special that's an hour and a half. But when you have that hour, like that's especially when you're conditioned with movies to be ninety plus minutes, mm. you're you're conditioned to want more out of it. But then when the way that they're written and everything is just to keep, we want these like little. Every episode has to have these micro cliffhangers that just get you through and go and go. Because I remember I was like that watching the Marvel Daredevil series and Jessica Jones when that came out. Well, I was I I binged those in like two days. Yeah, and some of those are terrible. Like they're good, bad, you know. Like like yeah. some of those aren't good. Um, but but uh, I enjoyed all of them. I enjoyed all of them, and I watched them all. Um, yeah, it's it's just in in how it's written, and when you have so much more time, because let's say eight episode season, you've got almost eight hours to fill. Uh, you can go down way more intricate things and have way more sub whether they be subplots where you instead of having an a b plot like a movie normally would have you could have an a b c um because uh, you have an overarching thing where things can peak out that are in episodes that aren't in other episodes uh, yeah so that's you, true that you constantly have that revolving door of of character especially when you have a show like um um i just had it and i lost it um like an on let's just say like an ensemble show where every episode can be following somebody else. So even Euphoria, the show I work on, the first season, every episode focuses on a different person as the main person yeah. while the main story arc is still happening. Game at- of Thrones is really good for that. It's so Because there's yeah, so there many characters and a million plots that are weaving in and out of each other. Um, yeah, and that, that, that just, it's way easier to keep somebody hooked for that, I think, than, than trying to do all of that in a two-hour span and not, you just treat it like two separate episodes of a television show. Like it's a two-part miniseries. Yep, fit the end in there though, versus those. Yeah, those that's true. Episodes. They don't have to. Uh, a the two is- two episodes of a show doesn't have to start it and end it in the same two episodes. 
And so you got to cut a lot of the the more things. You can't set up all the micro cliffhangers because like this has got to end here. Um, you know, like the Marvel movies obviously are different because they're like an interconnected thing. They're like a, they're pretty much just a giant TV show. Yeah, um, I feel that. I feel that. Um, the uh, you know what movie that was had a really long runtime and it reminded me of watching a prestige television series um, was The Irishman. I think I might have brought that up here before. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I agree with that. Because it was, I was very entertained and I wanted to keep going. Like I was not fatigued at any point in that movie. Yeah. Um, but it and I I don't I remember I probably watched it like two halves or something. But it was. Oh, just, I, I once said it. It just it was so good that. Um, I was not tired. It, the, the, it wasn't like a uh, starter cut or something. Uh, I was not fatigued by it at all. The runtime. Yeah, even with the, the Snyder cut, the way it was broken up in the parts, I, I, won, I once sat watched that one as well. And, oh, and, no, and, 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 no, 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 yeah. no, no. I thought it went. I thought it, it went. It sucked, really, uh, dude. It's fucking wait. sucked. Come on. You can't go and say, uh, ah, never mind. It's not bad. It's, it's it was a bad movie, dude. It's a bad movie. Those were arbitrary s- segments that it was broken up into. Um, just want to be art shit. Um, all right. This is, what, what I'm not talking about that. <laughs> what I was just gonna say was like uh, the with the Irishman too. Say like that in the Snyder Cut was just it was just the the epilogue is what it was where I thought it started to get long and boring. It was like a, the last half hour that just didn't didn't need to be there. Um, I know you can't yeah. resist talking about the Siren Cut. I shouldn't no. open that box. Um, that it's not that it's not that bad of a movie. It's a bad movie, dude. And what I meant earlier about superhero shit and mainstream shit, they're still good and bad. Like there is definitely bad superhero movies, and there are good superhero movies. Or like there is like the baseline, you know. And I I can't say I I include. The Justice League and one. Yeah, I would say Justice League. I would say is a bad movie, but I think I think the just because it's better doesn't mean that it's good. Just because it's better than the original oh, one doesn't mean that it's good. I enjoyed it. Oh, um, it sucked ass. All right. Um, that's why we can't talk about this kind of shit on here. Um. All right. Well, uh, what else do we have to say about Killing of a Sacred Deer? We I feel like we haven't talked about it very much. Um. I don't know the, the how did you feel about um just like the whole ending scene in general where they're just they see Martin at the diner and I'm I I was expecting like sh- some shit to go down like Colin Farrell to like lose it or something just like it's just like the nod acknowledgement that we all know each other we all know what happened and then they just leave the diner and they're um, fearful of him because he's a god yeah. they're fearful of getting smoked again yeah, as uh, that's, he. I thought that I the character of Martin though it just did when he goes from being like timid, um, like you know just boy who lost his dad who's just like I, uh, what's supposed to be let on is like looking for a father figure in uh, Colin Farrell. Just like I just I thought the actor just did a great job in just transitioning that into just fucking like. He's just like straight man. Nothing phases him. Getting the shit beat out of him while tied to a chair doesn't phase him. He's just like this maniacal presence that just exists, and you can't do anything about it. Um. Yeah. The, the, that's the problem. It's like the the they he told him what the deal was, and then they their whole rest of the movie is them futilely trying to 
do something that can't they can't be affected. They just don't accept it. It takes him an hour to accept um that he just has to kill one of his kids. And that's what he ultimately does. Like it's interesting that so much of the time is spent on kind of in being in denial of well, the ending and which is a set in stone from halfway, you know. Yeah. I think he even says that when he's like doing the exposition dump that this is it. Like Yeah, he says it multiple times. When he gets kidnapped, he says it too. Um Um for, how did you feel from a cinematography standpoint? I thought I thought this was uh very interesting where it's 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 like that high key lighting where it's very bright but also it's very soft. white. It's soft. Yeah. I like very- the there's a lot of like um uh, those like um the gliding shots, like overarching, like from high points, um, uh, in the house, uh, I thought that was really interesting. It made the house look really like empty, big and empty, though yeah. there was a full family living in it. It's very sterile. The the movie's very sterile because the hospital yeah. and the house and um, everything's is very very clean and white. Um, and it's yeah. like an old nice house. Um, beautiful house. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I really haven't to say anything for like the shots, like other than that, but I just, the, like the, the curation of the, of the aesthetic, the whites, the, the sterility of like hospitals and stuff, I thought was really, really cool. Um, and makes it a really cool theme. The lobster kind of has a similar look. Um, but, but this is even more leaning into that like hospital Mm -hmm. aesthetic. Unlike the lobster, whereas the second half of the lobster, I thought kind of dragged for me a little bit. Um, I felt like this one, though, like we kept kept talking about pacing earlier. Uh, I really thought that this would pace well. Like it, it is, it is. There is no second act or like third act fatigue or anything. There's no like, um, like I, I was saying earlier. Like I think well, it gets better. It picks up in the uh, yeah, yeah. in the second half. Um, like then it becomes on. more about them, or the family, and the just all stuck in the house arguing and and pandering mm-hmm. with each other and um, trying to make deals and just going crazy. Yeah, and then like versus Teton, I I I had like a look at the clock moment because it, it 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 I felt like just like a in like that last like half hour uh, before the end of the movie that had that little drag feel, but this this I was just hooked. I I I would see this again um versus Teton I don't think I I don't think I I'm going to watch that again for a bit. This is slower in the beginning. Um and kind of builds. Yes. It picks up steam as it goes. Um whereas um it doesn't ever get fast, but it just yeah, it, it picks up energy as it's going. Uh Teton like is a flurry right out the gate um and then you're kind of left wondering what the fuck is happening and what the fuck happened and what is now happening um, yeah. and reconciling those two, the two things. Um, yeah, I think like I said, I gave it a four the last time I watched it originally. Um, I think I'm going to raise that a little bit. Ooh. Um, I'm just going to, let's just get the scores here. We're about at, uh, about at that time. I, uh, I'm giving it a four and a half. Nice. I'm sitting between a four and a four and a half. I'm just, I'm just debating on it internally, but I, I think. Well, you uh, gotta make a call. I, I know. I think I'm, I think I'm gonna do four and a half as well. I really liked it. I really liked. It. 
and I uh, I'm definitely down to see like uh, more movies from this guy. I he, I like his style a lot. I love the uncomfortable dialogue. We we mentioned how it's similar to the Lobster. For those who haven't seen either, though, every line of dialogue that's delivered in this movie has a pause before the next person speaks and a pause after every line. Like let's say like I'm gonna say two lines in a row. It's like, how are you doing today? That's very good. Nice. Um, his movie like after very... this uh, came out in 2018. It was called The Favorite, with Olivia Coleman and Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz, Nicholas Holt. Interesting. That's a wild cast. Um, yeah, I am interested. I I don't know. How I haven't even this wasn't even on my radar. I think everyone just because everyone um stands over killing a sacred deer in the lobster. Um, but all the scores, all the reviews on this are really good too. Um. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this definitely got a style. Definitely got a style. Um. Yeah, I'm for it. This is my kind of slow burns. Like these are my my kind of indie movies. One of these days we got to go back to the the rankings because it's getting pretty unwieldy now that we have so many movies on it. Yeah. Um. So all right, next week we have Lamb. And I put another French uh, movie on this list. Climax. Is that that's not in theaters? All right, that's no, that's uh, no. It was on Amazon. I don't know if it still is. Um, But Climax is also a French film. Let me just warn you now. But it is fucking wild. It is a fucking wild fever dream. It gets dark. It gets crazy. So uh, prepare yourself. Nice. I'm excited. Uh, I am excited for Lamb. They played the a newer trailer for Teton. Yeah, I saw that as well. Uh, of it, and it's just it's the music changes, so it keeps going back between like, is this gonna be horror? Is this gonna be just a comedy? Weird? Yeah, a weird comedy movie. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah. I don't know how the movie's gonna be. It's. I feel like there's hard. That's gonna be hard uh, tones to juggle because it's. It's. I feel like, not that it's not gonna be hard to take serious of a, a lamb boy but it i depending on how they presented it, it could come off you know that that could be an issue but i I'm, i don't know i'm excited when i first saw the trailer for it and like heard about it, it i was like oh man they're making a movie about anything now um after no, seeing being a a car baby movie yeah i, I thought that this movie definitely i thought that too i was like man lamb is definitely kind of goes with uh teton um, I forgot that uh, the lead is Elizabeth Shaw from from uh, Prometheus. Oh, interesting. And, and Lamb's foreign too, right? And then the whole movie is not in English. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. It's internationally co-produced. It says, but I think it's Scandinavian of some kind. Iceland? No, Iceland. Nice Reykjavik. Uh. All right, all right. Let's wrap it up. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Anything that uh, that you that you've been into or anything that's burning in your mind? I don't have anything. No, I, I'm I'm pretty much just working now, so I haven't had much time for other stuff. But yeah, yeah, me too. Um, me too. I've been watching football and just working on my 40k minis and whatnot. Um, oh, but yeah. Your birthday present's here. Do you want to just know what it is then? Since it's been a week. 
I'm mostly 40k related. If uh, it reminded you of it, what? It uh, really? What? Well, I don't know what you'd even know to get me. What is it? I got I got you two sets of terrain, uh, like the 40k terrain with the uh, that fits like for like the Space Marine like aesthetic. Hmm. Uh, I wonder which terrain pack is. We just bought the terrain pack with it's like two uh, like uh, shipping containers. And uh, a bunch of barrels and uh, crates and stuff, uh, but yeah, you it's should. Like, it's like two. It's like two kind of like um, like level kind of construction things with some barriers, and then the other one I think is uh, like a like a bigger building. Um, cool. Is it like cathedrally or is it more industrial looking or? Uh, I would um, say it's more industrial looking because oh uh, yeah i know a lot of their the, the official terrain is or no i'm sorry churchy. i'm sorry more, i was saying more kind of cathedrally it's the uh it's the command edition battlefield expansions um and it looks like you said you got one set it's just one set two, uh two sets if this set says it's 76 bucks yeah what's the, the other, other set they're both the same the other one is no no one's slightly different the other one but same like theme uh like okay stuff. i like this terrain a lot better than the churchy the churchy stuff this uh, honestly uh, fits with your army's vibe a little bit i i was googling what is like space marine battle terrain and this was like the only what I thought a lot of the stuff that looks more like military style is usually third party this is great though i'm always down for terrain yeah. and then the other terrain piece is the uh, Battlezone Manufactorum Sub Cloister and Storage Vein. A sub? Oh wow! So it's just Cloister. another little piece. It's like fits with this the other shit. Cool. Yeah, they go to yeah. They're part of like a series that go together. Cool. This is all. This is line of sight blocking though. So this will be perfect. Um, we need more shitloads about this this size. A lot of this tournaments use um this kind of stuff where it's like half walls and. Two story half walls. Um, yeah, yeah. There was a there. I I almost got instead of this last one. There's just a giant building, but I figured that is th these would be more fun for tactical stuff. Yeah, so and fun. I got I got building. I got a couple. They're not giant. They're they're shorter, but I got buildings, so it'd be nice to have something else. But all right, yeah. these people don't want to hear about 40k. Um, so we'll wrap it up. Thank you, thank you. Um, let me. Yeah, I feel. I know you said you. Uh, I don't know if you said you said you can't come over today, but uh, let me know when you're trying to come down and get some, get your get your freak on your build. Yeah, on. we're gonna do day. Yeah, let me know when you're free. I know you said you're busy over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I work Monday through Thursday this week. Um, but my hours are weird, so I gotta figure it out. Cause I thought tomorrow was like a full ten hour day, and now I'm running out to five hour day. Um, and then the, my Thursday, my Wednesday and Thursday, I have no idea. Oh yeah. you the one set, the set you got me is a straight up, um, Adeptus Mechanicus. It's got the logo, like their big logo on one of them. Oh shit. No, no, this is cool. That it's all Imperium. It's all Imperium. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, that's cool. All right, man, let's get all, I'm getting over here. Um, thank you all for watching and listening. Um, we get, we're growing all the time. Number eight in Kazakhstan, baby. Um, so, uh, make sure you tell your friends and, uh, we'll keep them on making them. Have a good one. Have a good one, everybody. Bye.